dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how are you? Joe, it was 61 degrees outside today. I am fantastic. What? 61 degrees. I spent none of it outside. Yeah, I, sp- I spent way less than I wanted to outside. Oh, I've been... that's a bummer. So, uh, you know, t- recapping what we did last week. Uh, the, my new job's going great. I like it a lot. I think it's, yeah. it's going to be really, really cool. But because Good. everybody's virtual and everything's, you know, out and about, I have like a ton of team members I have to introduce myself to because I'm going to be working <laughs> with like a bunch of people. So I have been on the right. phone nonstop for a week. Like just okay. little half hour sessions of like, hey, this is my back. I have my entire work history and skill set like down to a t i could i could elevator pitch it if i needed to right now like it is uh so but it just means i've been super busy all week um so today i was yeah. on the call i was on the phone until right up till five o'clock and then i was able to go outside and oh, get some damn. grilling in that's nice i uh yeah I, I mean we had the front window open today while we were working and i had the back door open a little bit while while i was working and then i went and got cora so I mean, I had to go outside mm-hmm. to get you know out of my car to my mom's house, <laughs> which is like you know, fifteen feet. Yeah, that's a lot. So I experienced the outside there, uh, and it was very nice. But uh, got home and the sun was already down, so we couldn't do a walk. And it was dinner time, and then I had to get on here with with you <gasps> and record this dang uh, thing. This this thing. <laughs> Man, that sucks. I would I. Uh, it definitely was because now next week will be different, right? Because daylight savings time, mm-hmm. but because like yeah. the sun still goes down at like six thirty, right? Like it's not. Yep. So I got off the phone at five. Uh, we started grilling and like by five forty-five, and it got a little cloudy today, which didn't help. But like by five forty-five, it was already starting to get like dark enough to go inside. Yeah. So yeah, it's a you know got like an hour outside, but spring's on its way. It's here. Springs down its way next next week. It's coming. We're getting that extra hour, and then uh, and then maybe it'll warm up still eventually. I heard it's gonna dip down again. Yeah, let's talk about daylight savings time real quick with kiddos. Ugh. Ugh. Your kiddo goes to bed a lot later than my kiddo. I'm actually, I'm not too worried about mine. Yeah, I don't know what it's gonna be like. I mean, so what? We spring forward an hour. Mm-hmm. So eight thirty. Now is eight thirty, but next week it'll be like nine thirty. Nine thirty, yes. Which you know, I don't think will be that bad. I really don't think the routine will actually change that much. No, you don't I think, think we so. We should still be good. Yeah, she's you know chaos incarnate. Sure. So she, I'm sure we can run her an extra hour and then get it like back on the schedule. Yeah. See. Yeah. So for me, uh, it's so Ben goes to bed at like six thirty, six forty five. So right. now that's like seven thirty, seven forty five, which still is not that bad. And he wakes up at six o'clock every day, so that means now he's gonna wake up at seven o'clock every day. So Yeah. It's really, you know, it's it's all it's all the same. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I think it I think we'll be all right. And now me, I think I'll be exhausted. Oh, one hundred percent. That's I mean, oh. as a human, that's oh. just gonna like although because Ben's my alarm clock, I'm not really changing my schedule at all because you know, right. he wakes me up. 
Uh, but it will suck that, like, normally, Katie starts work at 8, and I start work at 9, because I'm, I'm on Chicago right. time. Um, yeah. So, normally, we had a little time. Like, I would get up, Katie be able to sleep a little bit. I would get Ben out of bed, start coffee, get everything, you know, going, and then Katie would come out and feed him and stuff like that. And now, it's going to be 7 o'clock, so we're going to have to, like, sprint to get Katie to, you know, work at 8, and then... Uh, me to start working at right. nine, so we'll see. Huh. Huh. Well, it'll be exciting. It'll be an exciting week. We'll do a check in on Monday about our first daylight savings. Yeah, we'll have to uh, experience and and what that was. like. If we're sleeping, um, or all of a sudden we mention that we're recording the podcast at eleven o'clock at night, you'll know why. <laughs> exactly. Holy Toledo. Oh man. No, I I haven't actually thought about that. I'm a little nervous. It'll be it'll be fine. Um, it'll be fine. It'll, it'll be, be fine. fine. We'll be fine. We'll be Don't fine. Don't you hear my voice? It'll um, be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, before we move any further, I I really quick want to shout out to Jake from Australia. Ooh. Uh, Jake wrote into us. I asked last week somebody from Australia to to give us an answer about planting grass seed, and Jake Jake rose to the occasion and he let us know. Um, that the perfect time to to plant grass seed in Australia is the end of April, start of May. Uh, so thank you, Jake. I appreciate it. Thank you for for letting me know, and thank you for not uh, yelling at Jared for saying he likes New Zealand better. So hey, all I'm saying is, if Lord of the Rings had been filmed in Australia, we'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So so thank you, Jake, and uh, good luck with your – you're going to be a dad soon, so good luck on everything. Yeah, I man. hope that our podcast has prepped you in, in some way, at the very least, maybe uh, go back, take a listen, and kind of follow Jared's journey and what he's been going through and see if, if, if you kind of have the same issues or same things going on. But uh, thanks again, and congrats, and good luck with everything in the next couple of weeks here, bud. Yeah, feel free to reach out through any of the social medias, too. I mean – we're uh, we're always here to help if you need, want any uh, any advice, any questions, anything like that. I mean, we're here for it. So good luck on that. Yeah, I don't I don't know if helps the right word. Well, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. You heard that <laughs> Joe's kid is chaos incarnate. So if you want advice on how exactly. to handle it, right? So so how was your weekend, Jared? How was your weekend week? Well, you talked about your week, your work week. Yeah. But how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was was a lot of fun. Um, so this 60 degree day was actually supposed to be two days ago. So last week, okay. because weather people are very accurate and on time all the time, um, they said <laughs> that Saturday it was going to be 60 degrees. And Katie and I were like, fantastic. We grabbed the yeah. last two time slots at the zoo. We went and we were like, yes, this is going to be phenomenal. We're going to walk around. We're going to spend all day outside. It's going to be, yep. you know. I don't know how much everybody knows about Michigan winter or Michigan weather, but Ben was born in at the end of August, which means he had about four weeks of outside weather. Because September mm-hmm. normally is pretty decent outside weather. Yeah. He had about four weeks of outside weather. Uh, so when he was about four weeks old, Michigan said, okay, that's it. That's all you get. And they cut us off. Um, yep. So Ben really hasn't spent time outside since he was like four weeks old. So we were right. like, yeah, we're going to spend all day outside. We're going to really just, you know, we, he likes being outside. He likes seeing, um, but it was 39 degrees on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. We did not spend all day outside. We did go to the zoo, zoo still, and that was a blast. Yeah. Um. So 
the funny thing was because I COVID Michigan winter chalk it up to whatever it is. Ben has not really been around a ton of people at one time, right? Like it's Katie's family, right. really a little bit of my family. Um, and that's it. Like he, he hasn't really spent time around like a lot of people. So we're at the mm-hmm. zoo with all these animals, like literally Buffalo were like 30 feet from him. And all he could do was turn around and stare at all the people around him. He yeah. Did not care at all about the animals. That's funny. He just couldn't believe that we were in a place that had all these people. And it wasn't even that, you know, <laughs> it's not even that much people because they're monitoring all the attendants and like, right. It was like, he just couldn't believe there were other people around, like strange people around. Yeah. So he cared. His zoo trip was more people watching than it was animal watching. That's fun. But I got to see a red panda nice. like 10 feet in front of me. And that's really all I went there for. So, yeah. Everybody loves a red panda. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was phenomenal. Did you go on the Did you go on the bridge that like walking bridge? I have been on it before, one time before. Yeah. Um, but no, it was all closed down because of COVID. Ah, uh, dang. They actually weren't in that. Uh, so this is going to be very Detroit section. So just hold on, people. <laughs> um, the normally Coney dogs and Verners. Normally, the red pandas are in like an outdoor enclosure where they can climb trees and they can like be, mm-hmm. you know, and you can walk across this bridge. Where, like, you can see the red pandas over the trees, and they'll be, like, underneath the bridge and stuff like that. It's really cool. But because it's Michigan, they had actually moved all of them from that outdoor exhibit to, like, an indoor exhibit. Um, mm. And But they were letting them outside because it was sunny. So the one was nice. walking around, like, right in front of us. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So it was a lot of fun. And then Sunday, I we didn't really do anything because it was still, like... Like forty degrees and cold, right. you know, forty. It was sunny outside, which is nice, but still forty. Yeah. So we just hung out, did nothing. How about you? Uh, let's see. Friday we had uh tickets to a live show, like live web show of one of our oh. our favorite podcasts, um, called The Adventure Zone. Shout out to the McElroys and their amazing, amazing. D&D tabletop podcast. Love it. Oh. Um, so so they were doing a live show over, uh, I don't know what platform they were using, but you could log in and, and watch it. Um, and I don't know, about 10 minutes in, my computer crashed oh, and no. like I got a blue screen. So I like hurried up and went and got a new computer and, and plugged it in and it wouldn't let me back into the show. Oh, no. Uh, so I was very bummed. So I just drank some whiskey and watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. How was it? On Netflix. It was very good. Um, it was pretty good, and then Chadwick the next Boseman's morning got movie. up. Chadwick Boseman's last movie, and he's very good in it. Um, yeah, he just won a Golden Globe for that, didn't he? He did. He did. He'll probably win an Oscar for it. That'd be good. Um, but it, it's very good. But it was a play, and it's wrote like a play, so the dialogue is very quick, and it's very dialogue heavy. Like the whole story is dialogue, so um, there's no real expo or like not talking scenes because that's kind of how plays work sure. um but saturday woke up and was able to log back in and rewatch it so we did that so that was nice nice uh and then what did we do saturday kayla's dad came over for a little bit and worked on the basement a bit um got some first floor epoxy down on certain sections of the basement hey. to see what it w- looks like uh it looks very good and then we went to your neck of the woods to hang out with a couple of our buddies over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went out and uh, had some food. We took Cora out with us. Ooh. And uh, yeah, and it was nice to get out. And then we went back to their place and played a game and then just kind of hung out for the night and then went home. Uh, 
so it was very good weekend of just kind of hanging out and chilling um yesterday we went on a walk because it was pretty nice out uh yesterday was nice enough at least for a walk and cora hates walking outside what like she she is freaked out by it like that's crazy yeah because she also didn't get really much outside time i mean she she did but she was five six months old like in a stroller the whole time um so she is freaked out by it huh and uh yeah so like we set her on the ground and she kind of just stands there and cries um so we uh we have a baby carrier right and we're going to hocking hills in a few weeks in ohio uh and we're gonna go hit the trails so we wanted to see if she'd be doing okay in a baby carrier so we can hit the trails with her uh, and she did fine. We went on probably a mile and a half walk. Pretty good. There and a mile and a half back. And we went to a playground so she could play on like uh, a big, you know, like slides and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun getting to do that. She hasn't been to a playground before. So getting her on the slides was, was pretty neat. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet that'll make it yeah. easier too as as like you do more adventures like that where she knows like when she goes outside there's fun things you know out there for yeah. her. Yeah. I I bet that'll help a lot. Yeah, yeah. So she she really just freaks out though. Like we we would start in the stroller and then take her out and she just would scream and like cry and just run to the stroller and want to get in it. Oh man. Yeah. It'll get there. A little bit a little bit at it, a time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, we'll get there. One day. Oh, what else you got on here? All right. Talk about our yard. I do. I do. I want to, you know, it's, it's getting to that time. Like I said, it was 61 degrees. Uh, Katie all weekend because the sun's been out all weekend has been Mm -hmm. saying, we have to get ready for the yard. We have to do the yard stuff. We have, right. She drew out, I don't have it on me. It's upstairs, but she drew out a diagram of our backyard and planned out where every single plant's going to (laughs) go. Uh, which, which side's getting flowers, which side's getting vegetables, what we're going to do. I'm building, um well i'll talk more about this like as i actually do it but she's buying plans for like a bench planter combo i'm gonna build like a bench planter combo that goes uh, on our patio um nice so it's gonna be pretty good i'm excited for it so i wanted to hear you know what what your spring yard plans are do you have any any big like upcoming uh ideas on what you're gonna do to the yard uh well i told kayla's dad uh joe that after we finish the basement, the next project is the deck. Uh, we redid our deck, but I want to build a privacy wall on one section of it. Sure. I want to build a couple garden boxes with some, I don't know, maybe 8 to 10 foot poles in them. So that we can string string lights from the poles to our house. So we have kind of like a cafe look to yeah, it. Yeah, I get that. That's nice. Um, and potentially do like a pergola top. Um, so just kind of spice up the deck a little bit. Uh, and then I'm going to whip together some garden boxes at some point to probably, we'll probably more so, we don't really grow, we have flowers around our house, mm-hmm. um, and we might add some more perennials to that, but uh, I think we kind of want to grow more vegetables. So so we're going to be looking at different vegetables to put out there. Um, I'd really like to have fresh herbs. Yeah. Um, Those were a game changer. So, yeah. So, so some fresh herbs, maybe like a tomato, jalapeno plant, a couple 
of the necessities. But I'm going to tell you, you know, we haven't really thought too much. Your jalapeno plant's going to get a lot more use than mine did. I think we had one, jala- <laughs> we had like 50 jalapenos off this plant, and I think mm-hmm. we as a family ate maybe one of them once. Yeah, we just we, I don't know. We just don't include jalapenos in our dishes. But right. So I, uh, but jalapeno plants yield a lot of peppers. Yes, yes, they do. Um, so so we'll see. We haven't actually talked about it too much, but it's something that we definitely need to start looking at yeah. soon uh, as we get down to it. Kayla's dad already has his propagating uh he he has a little greenhouse that he whips together every year oh, yeah. and in his basement like has a whole setup with grow lamps going so does katie's He's dad got them tarped oh, we off. need these guys on they are the same person we, we do oh man they were they can just host it they'll take over like, i tell we'll you get fired just give it to them yeah uh but yeah so that's that's kind of really all we got going is is looking at the deck and then working on that stuff i mean so, so have you guys figured out exactly what kind of plants you want to grow, or are you just kind of talking about the logistics? Well, we Katie has it all figured out, but I, I'm not here to talk about plants. It's Katie's area. I'm here to talk about the yard, oh, okay. Joe. The yard. Oh, yes, yes, it's yes. It's time. Okay. And speaking of father-in-laws, on Saturday, the first day that it was sunny and 40 degrees, above, it was sunny and above freezing, my father-in-law yeah. goes, do you have your, your bag of fertilizer yet? no it's the first day it's the first day he already fertilized he fertilized on sunday really he fertilized on sunday i'm behind i'm already That's not funny. i'm not up to snuff because um so uh i think i explained I, I don't know actually because it was already fall and we haven't been but there was a big swatch of our backyard that was covered in like an ivy weed okay like oh. in front of my shed it was I, I honestly like half my backyard was just like this uh, vining ivy weeds where the grass it would hmm. kill the grass it wouldn't grow it was just like ground cover ivy yeah um, and it was super frustrating last summer because like i put in a lot of work but the weed and feed like didn't kill it um and i right. didn't know what i was gonna do because like i didn't want to put toxic you know like grass killing things on it right so tom and i came up with a plan uh right before it's like right before it got too cold so when the grass was done growing but before it was too like before it was snowing um mm-hmm. we mixed up a batch of this weed killer like liquid weed killer basically yeah. um and we like just went and sprayed everything sprayed all the ivy down on the ground um sprayed it all down you know back a, where it was a little patch in the back of the grass right we, right you know next, sprayed all the ivy and then it snowed and then it uh now that the snow's melted there's big like you can tell I was actually really afraid it was going to be a big dirt patch, but it's not. There's a lot of like okay. thin grass there. Right. So you can tell that the grass was still growing, but the Ivy was just right. t- taking it over. Right. So yeah. the grass is still there, which is really cool. So it means I have less work to do, but I think I'm going to get a bag of fertilizer and do fertilizer this week. And then, okay. Give it two weeks and do weed and feed, like the two in one where it has grass seed mixed in and also like a yeah, it, or a three in one, whatever Scotts the best that Scotts can give, right? They they right. put all they put all the money into R and D. I just buy the product. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna buy the best that Scotts can give. The three in one where it's grass seed, it's weed killer, and it's weed, you know, it's lawn f- food. Yeah. And I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna let that sit, and uh, and hopefully those two that regimen of fertilizer then doing that will uh will help and i won't really have to nice spot seed 
Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta sling some seed all over our lawn to make it look as nice as the random patch that the city did to ours. So nice. Maybe in a in a couple weeks here, I'll I'll start slinging seed. Have you and, uh, have you heard of this rollout seed? Like it comes in like a foam roll, and then you like yeah. cut chunks of it and put it down in places. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it, but I've never really done much research into it. Katie kept trying to get me to buy a roll, and I was like, I. The problem is we don't have like big bald patches in our yard. Right. Like there's not like big dirt patches that that would be helpful on. Really, what it is is just like spotty grass, right? Like there's still grass mm-hmm. there. It's just not filled in. It's just thin. So, right. I think the best thing to do is just do another weed and feed and seed yeah. feed seed combo, and uh, nice. see how that works out for us. Okay. Well, you have to uh, let us know how your fertilizer uh, mission goes. I'm determined. I'm determined to get a great yard. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Well, good luck. Because last year it was just so frustrating. Round cover took up the whole yeah. thing. It looked like crap. Yeah, that sucks. Can't walk in your backyard when there's covered in ivy. Terrible. No, definitely not. That's a that's a bummer. Well, you got big plans. Right. Hopefully those come through. Going to happen. Good. So you want to hear uh, uh, parenting news of the week? I do. Hit me with it. Uh, this is going to appeal to you specifically because your child is chaos incarnate. Um, she sure is. So I was I was surfing the news sites, you know, as one does. Okay. Surfing around. As one does. And uh, I saw this title, and it just caught my eye. And it says, my okay. my four-year-old is a destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Okay. Okay. All right. So the, I was like, I have, obviously, I have to know more. That's the perfect yeah. clickbait title. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I click into it, and I... Uh, I I read the whole thing, and I'm going to be honest. It was filled with a lot of... Uh, it was a New York Times article, which normally is very good. This one just felt yeah. like it was too highbrow. Like, it was a parenting article that was okay. written by a Harvard scholar. And it's like, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I was here for the funny. Wow, we. I was here for the funny, not the... Not whatever this is, but, <laughs> uh, but it was yeah. it was a pretty insightful because, like, um, the gist of it is her child enjoys taking things apart not destroying them but like oh taking okay. things apart like yeah she, the example she gave is like he moved his mattress off his bed so he could see how his bed was made you know and like he huh. takes apart like anything like he just tries to take apart clocks and things like that like he wants to take it apart to see how it's made i was like yeah that's pretty cool but i also understand like you don't want all your stuff taken apart because that's your stuff right <laughs> right exactly and not only is it your stuff but like some of that's dangerous like she was talking yeah. about how he can use a screwdriver to take a cover off a off a light switch oh yeah no and way it's like i i mean so her thing you know we talked to a, a whole b- bunch about like encouraging his passion she wants to make sure that he does that because you yeah. don't want to stifle that um and and she talked a lot again very highbrow it was really hard to read i'm gonna be honest with you um but it was a lot about like you want to keep them safe and you want to keep yeah. them you know she did she of course didn't care at all about her things because she would just buy new stuff but um yeah as one does. as one does uh but it was a lot about like how do you make sure they're safe how do you make sure they're in a good environment things like that so mm-hmm. um i just wanted to hear from like from your perspective as as someone who has a child who is uh energetic <laughs> nice passionate. passionate um you know how do you how do you find the line between 
pure destruction chaos and and an actual passion of 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 doing something right like it's that's got to be tough yeah. yeah that's interesting i i've never thought about that i mean she's very passionate about ripping out all of her dirty clothes sure. and passionate about pulling out all of her stuffed animals and blocks um yeah that is, that is super interesting you know how do you how do you find that line about keeping them interested but making sure they're safe about it um you know i think it's kind of you need to get to that point where hopefully when when you're at this situation this woman's child was four you know Mm -hmm. they can kind of understand and comprehend a little bit more cora if i say well let's sit down and see how this goes back together she's not gonna know she just Um, wants to tear it apart exactly she understands cleanup like I'm like, hey, let's put your book away. Can you put it? And I have to point at it. Put your book over here and point to where I mm-hmm. want it to go, and she'll do that. Um, but I mean, I think part of that would be for me. Now I'm like jazzed up because I'm like, well, let's learn how to put it back together, right? right? Like let's uh, let's you know look at something like you're uh, jazzed up now until she know. takes apart your work laptop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's start with like Legos. Yeah. Let's uh, look yeah. at a Lego and like take it apart and put it back together. I think that that's kind of where I would I would go is like, all right, let's look at how we can put these things back together. But more so be like, if you're going near that electrical socket, like stay the hell away. Do not go near yes. that thing at all. See, and that was, like, I think ultimately my, my thought process behind it too was like, you, don't get me wrong. It'll be very, especially, um, I, I don't know, it's funny. I'm going to bring up Kevin. I don't think he's been brought up in a few episodes. The other day, him and I were talking about, <laughs> um, or actually last night, we were talking about like building. And I don't, like Minecraft, things like that. I'm not very good at those yeah. games because I, I'm not a creative builder. I don't know why. It's just not something, I, it's just not how my brain works. When I built Legos, yeah, I followed the instructions step by step because that was my favorite part of like following instructions and putting things together the way right. they're supposed to be right the the right way in my mind and kevin was joking mm-hmm. because he loved to tear all of his legos apart and build new things and be creative right yeah um which is hilarious because i'm a you know data scientist and he's a, a video ed- editor that's very creative right like our you could have yeah. scripted our our past based on how we build exactly. legos um and like i like order and things like that so i could mm-hmm. see myself getting too focused on like no, that's not supposed to be taken apart. That's supposed to be put together, right? Like, and having to remind myself that that's not how kids, first off, it's not how kids learn in general, and or not right. all kids learn. And and sometimes, like, you have to encourage your creativity or else you could end up stifling something that could be amazing, right? Like, oh, for sure. just because I was a kid that liked order and liked instructions and directions doesn't mean that, that every kid's going to be like that. You know, there's going to yeah. be lots of kids that want to tear their Legos apart and build something completely new. But if you exactly. stop them at the tearing apart side, they're never going to learn to build something completely new. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's I think will be a chance. I don't know how, you know, Ben's not old enough to have that personality. So we'll have to see right. how it, how it shapes out, but it'll be challenging for me to get to that point where, uh, you know, letting them be freewheeling because I'm, I'm a very structured person. Yeah, for sure. I think I think I mostly will just stand in front of an electrical outlet and be like, "Don't go near here." Yeah. Well, and that's I <laughs> honestly, it, when it comes to that point, that obviously it will never be compromised. 
They, they you can t- you can tear <laughs> apart. You know, I'll be okay. That you can tear certain things apart, like your own toys, maybe some of my stuff, whatever. But if you get anywhere near a light white light switch, electrical socket, the ref- the refrigerator, no, nah, no, no way. Go go no. find something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll buy you the set from IKEA. Put this thing back together. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you a I'll buy you a nice Stefan. Put it together for me. Oh, God, IKEA, <laughs> IKEA. As long as it's not the Hudal. Ugh, anything but the Hudal. <laughs> so that was good. I thought that was a fun article. I just obviously That's a fun. very clickbait title, but um, yeah. In the end, you know, just sure. how do you how do you encourage chaos, you know, but not uh, or how do you not right. stifle the chaos but corral it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Cool. So. Uh, let's uh let's uh jump into this yeah i think i think that's a good idea because i this one is going to be a little bit heavier of a of a topic um and yes. and just you know i always kind of give this you know we like to keep it light lighthearted and freewheeling in the show um we're going to talk a little bit about this this idea came from from our buddy ryan um and he was talking about you know he lost his dad at, at a young age joe has also lost his dad at a young age so his you know, mm-hmm. question that he wanted us to explore was, you know, how has that changed you in your parenting style? How has it affected your adult life um, by by going through something like that? So, Joe, I'm I'm just gonna jump right into it and ask you, you know, how how yeah. is your how has your dad's death affected the way that you parent Cora? Yeah, that's that's super interesting uh, for me. Um, my dad died when I was 13, right? So right in like just a teenager Mm -hmm. going, starting to go through kind of the whole typical teenager things, right? You know, uh, puberty going to, I was about to start high school. So like literally kind of learning the whole social side of being an an older kid. Oh yeah. Um, but on that other side of things, you know, my dad worked midnights, which I think we talked about not too long ago. Um, so growing up, you know, a lot of my time was with my mom. It wasn't necessarily with my dad. Uh, but those last few years it, it was with my dad, Mm. you know, my dad, um, because of the state that he was in, he had colon cancer. So he had a tumor on his tailbone that was really, really large, um, and eventually spread throughout his body. Uh, when I was, I don't know, it must've been 12 uh, he was bedridden for a year before he passed away. Oh wow! So oh, that's really yeah. hard. So yeah, so that whole last year, I was you know I was with my dad, but he was in a bed, uh, and on medicine and things like this. So so you really could only interact with your dad in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but the year or so prior to that, it was we had moved from the house I grew up in to my grandparents' house that my family still owned um, because we were definitely not a rich family. You know, we were, you know, we were a poor family. And um, there are some situations that that led us to saying, okay, we need to move into a place where we don't really have to pay for it. Right. um, From at least what I understood. And when that happened, you know, my dad still worked, but because it was at the house he grew up in, was a little bit more like okay you know we have this field that we can go plant in and we can go you know hang out in the field and 
hey, let's go tinker on the four-wheeler that we have out there and the <laughs> lawnmower. So definitely those last few years, I actually got to experience more with my dad than I ever had, you know, the 10 years prior. Yeah, that's really cool. So, that you know, this all kind of builds up to how has that led me to view things with Cora. Right. Um, you know, it's really kind of put me at a place where, you know, I'm not the most present dad, you know, like so far, you know, Kayla does a lot of the dropping off, picking up from daycare, you know, she, she spends a lot of time with Cora, but I try to spend as much time as I can with her and, and I do get frustrated with her a lot, but I'm trying to not get as frustrated with her. I'm trying to like, just be completely open and understanding with her chaos yeah um i mean that's hard for all of us right that's not that's not just a you thing right yeah so it you know more so it's just been like okay how can i spend as much time with cora right now you know i want to make sure i'm the dad that's there i don't ever want to be that dad that's gone you know like i said with my dad this is more so just from growing up with him i got up in the morning and got on the bus with him um probably I don't know, three years or so. Um, before that, I would go to daycare with my mom. My mom worked at a daycare. Mm-hmm. So I would get up with my mom. I'd go to daycare with my mom. I'd go to school. I'd come home to my mom. I'd go to bed with my mom. Like Wow, yeah. Yep. So so I really only got you know so much time with my dad during the, the weekends. So it's kind of, I just want to make sure I'm there. You know, I, I don't just want to be that dad that, you know, works and then eats dinner and then goes back to work. Yeah. Um and I think that that you know death is very real and I think it's also led me to the decision to be kind of as open as I can with Cora about things, you know. My I was 13 when my dad died, but things were kind of kept very hush-hush around me about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um so I knew my dad was dying based on the fact that I could tell it. Nobody told me that. Nobody yeah. said your dad is going to die in the next few days. It was I could just see because he wasn't talking. He was sleeping more. Um, the whole day before my dad died, he was asleep, you know, barely yeah. breathing. Hospice was there. Mm-hmm. So th- these were things I had to put together, and that was something I didn't want to. I don't want to. I don't want Cora to ever have to go through that with anybody, whether it be me or whoever it may be, whatever it may be. You know, eventually Mia, my dog, is going to die, right? right? And, like, that's a conversation we may need to have with her. That's a very real thing, right? Just trying to, you know, having to explain. um, I mean, and pets are, I don't, I hate to say it like this, but pets are an introduction to that, right? Like, understanding, understanding how, you know, how a pet can die can lead into general understanding later on it's really sad that to hear that you know you had to put all that together because i think um we've talked about this on the podcast but i recently lost my grandma to cancer as well right Mm -hmm. um just over thanksgiving um and luckily uh and i actually had to had to work through that because a lot of times my family was doing a similar thing of like just Mm -hmm. not saying anything right they were just like yep grandma's just grandma right um and, right. or or just not communicating when things would change they just wouldn't communicate it right um yeah and luckily i i fought through a lot of that and explained to people like stop sheltering me i'm i'm 28 years old like i can handle this um right and 
it, a lot of it was because they thought they were doing the right thing because we had just had Ben and they, yeah. they were like, hey, we don't, you know, you're stressed with Ben. We don't want to stress you out more, but like, it's not going to make it any easier when the time comes, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's just going to all accumulate in that moment. And, you know, and now that I think, you know, and I, I went up and was able to, to visit my grandma the day before she died. Um, in that same thing, you know, okay. she wasn't really awake. She had a hospice there. Um, but that same, yeah. you know, tr- tr- imag- putting myself in your shoes as, as a kid, seeing someone in that position and, tr- and having to put it all together myself would just be heart wrenching because when it happens, you're just not prepared for it. Right. No, mm-hmm. it, you don't get a chance to really say goodbye. You don't get a chance to really, you know, process grief the way it's supposed to be processed. Uh, that, I mean, that would, that would yeah. be hard. Yeah. It, it was super tough. And I remember, so I was 13 I remember my mom picked me up from school a day or two ahead of time and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you know, your family's gonna, your your family's coming over. We're going to have dinner." And by family, she meant like the entire Lopez clan, like 18 families <laughs> coming over. <laughs> yeah. Uh and we're going to have dinner and you know, didn't really say much of that. And and this was my mom just being my mom, like trying to be my mom's the greatest woman in the world sure. and you know, she was just doing you know protecting me like that's really all she was doing and she meant no harm by it and there wasn't any harm by it sure um but it was just like uh okay that's fine you know whatever uh it's a monday or whatever it was and then and then that night she was like okay you know um it's pretty late i don't know if we're gonna take you to school the next day where i was like okay fine (laughs) and then the next day uh kind of happened again family came over right and then that night my family kind of broke loose and got drunk and i remember one of my uncles kind of cornered me and started crying telling me like how great my dad was and this and that and like my cousins coming up and hugging me and i was like i was like oh oh so this is what's going on yeah, and and this was at the point where my dad was kind of asleep the whole time so i knew something was going on you're you're the baby right uh, i think we've talked about yeah yeah Yep. So I have three older sisters. The old the oldest is eighteen years older than me, and the youngest is ten years older than oh, me. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So it was kind of like, all right, you know, this is happening. And then and then at night that night I crashed, you know. And the next morning, my oldest sister woke me up and said, "Hey, come downstairs. Mom wants you to say goodbye to Dad." Uh, and this was at like seven in the morning, mm-hmm. and I said my goodbyes, and nothing happened. He didn't pass away until two thirty in the afternoon. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it's kind of like waiting at that mm-hmm. point. It's like you're waiting and you're waiting. Like, what's going to happen? Like, my aunts and uncles came and were visiting and talking to him, telling him, like, it's time, it's time, it's time. And finally, finally at like 2 o'clock, nobody was in his room, and I went and sat with him. And I said, hey, Dad, like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. Mom's going to be okay. My nieces are going to be okay. My sisters are going to be okay because I'm going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And to be 13 and saying that is is pretty tough. Much more mature than I was at 13, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, saying that. And then 15 minutes later, my dad passed away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So, so I don't know if that's what he needed to hear. Um, but it was pretty intense. You know, it was a pretty sure. intense moment. And from then on, you know, my whole life changed. I became way more mature. I became more of a lookout for my mom and this sisters and nieces. But it also gave me the opportunity to talk to other people that were going through this. And a few months later, somebody in my grade lost their dad. And I was able to, my teacher asked me, hey, will you sit with this person mm-hmm. and talk with them? Because they're not, they're not doing well. 
So I got to kind of open that up and I've done that throughout my whole life. I've come across people my whole life and I still do it where I'll just find somebody somehow and we'll connect on losing a parent. Sure. And and I, I don't know if that's why I'm here, but it's it's literally happened my whole life. Probably 10, 15 people I've just oh, wow. kind of interacted with that I've known growing up or that I found in a bar and it's just the conversations turned to that. So it's also, you know, led to that, to just being a good communication about death. And yeah. like I said, that's what I think, what I want to be with Cora is more open, honest, and have frank discussions about it. Sure. Um, I, I, yeah. The further question beyond that is, compared to the parents around you, you know, like Katie and I, you know, your other friends, Josh and Jordan, all the parents around you, how would you say that yeah. that your dad's uh, death has, has changed your parenting style compared to the rest of us? You know, I that's that's tough because everybody does their own thing, True. right? True, it is, and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if, if death has really been the, the change of it, but it's just more like I try to be as lighthearted and fun as I can. Mm-hmm. And and I don't necessarily know if that's because of my dad dying or it's just my personality overall because I was kind of like that before my dad died anyway. True. Um, but I think it's just been, you know, it's always just led me to be more of, like I said, you know, Kayla and I kind of want to always be honest with Cora and just be like, hey, here's why we don't do things, you know, or sure. here's why you shouldn't, you know, bite or hit. You know, she's only eight, not even 18. She's only 16 months old. But starting that conversation piece is a little bit, you know, better than baby talking and just telling her no. Um, no, for sure. So I think that, yeah, I think that that just having that idea of I, I always want to be open and honest just kind of leads me to to have that with my 18 month daughter. You know, even though she may not understand it, it at least sets the building blocks for down the line. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to go through an event like that as a kid too, there's a lot of times it changes you and you don't even realize it, right? Like mm-hmm. I think to go through that event and then, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there is something that's changed that you never would have known because it already happened to you. Right. So, you know, right. you never know if you'd be different because this is who you are. So, you know, it, it it's uh thanks for, for opening up and talking about it. I think that that'll be super yeah. helpful. Yeah, for sure. And you know, if, we ever want to do something more about death down the line which might not be a bad topic when sure. you know something happens uh we can maybe, get into it more maybe but, maybe when one of our 50 60 year old dogs start you know finally oh, decide man. that it's time <laughs> exactly um but let's switch to you because you grew up in a different you know household as well one that's actually kind of common in in the world but you know, different from my life, you know, you're, you're a child of divorce. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with your upbringing, when, how old were you when, when your parents got divorced? Yeah. So I was honestly, I don't, I don't remember not having four parents. So my my whole life I've only known, um, my, uh, my mom and Jim and my dad and Kelly, right. My, my whole life, because Mm -hmm. my, my parents got divorced when I was two and a half, maybe not okay. even two. Um, so like really young, uh, before I even started forming memories. And then, um, neither one of them stayed single for longer than maybe a year after that. Uh, and okay. then coincidentally, they both married the person they met right after they got divorced. So, you know, it all, it all led right into, uh, to always just right. having four parents, not, not, uh, not having, you know, not, I didn't have to go through the divorce myself really or not that I would have yeah. memories of. Yeah. 
So, so with that, I mean, having that experience of having four parents kind of your whole life rather than it hitting you later in life, how has, how did that affect your upbringing and, and your thoughts with you and Katie and Ben, you know, like, I guess, like, I guess what I'm getting at is what was it like having four Mm -hmm. parents, you know, rather than having a single mom, but necessarily, you know, or single dad, you have four parents. Yes. Uh, it's it is a <laughs> if 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 you were a therapist we'd have like 18 million sessions on this uh luckily you're not <laughs> so i'm going to keep it short uh but it it is very different because i felt a lot of times like i was pulled in two directions and and you know it's not like it wasn't an explicit thing that my parents did it wasn't like you need to pick them or they, them or, you know it wasn't explicit right but it felt you know just from my own internalness of like i had to pick one of you know i i felt like i was getting pulled in different directions not not like oh finally i had to pick somebody but like i wanted to make them happy and i wanted to make them happy and i want you know yeah. and the, uh, it's also a little bit of middle child syndrome where i want to make everybody happy um yeah and so that uh growing up a lot of times i felt that way like i had to to you know pick and choose or or i felt pulled in multiple directions and how that's impacted you know me parenting i think is it it's done a couple of things that i've seen so far um but the first thing is like and obviously he's only 6 months old well when you know when we're still doing this podcast in 2035 we'll have this conversation again and talk about it with <laughs> with teenagers but it's it is the one thing I've noticed is like I always want to make sure he has what he needs, right? Like yeah, uh, which of course every parent does. But I I I feel a conscious change of like I don't ever want him to think that he has to give me something, right? Like I never want him mm-hmm. to think that that he owes me something for being my my son. I want to make sure that he knows that that you know he is the number one and and when right. he has a sibling they'll be tied for number one right like like that yeah. kind of thing i always want to make sure that 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 he comes first and that that they come first um and that might come at some personal cost and i'm gonna have to to come to terms with that right because if you're giving yourself away all the time it's gonna come back and and, and uh you know it's gonna come at a cost but i i just know i never want um i never want him to to think that he has to do something for me right like right uh He's the most important thing, you know, to me, not not the other way around. So, yeah, for sure. So, off of that, um, did you have any thoughts on on marriage? Right? Like, did you have any concerns before getting married? About you know, any thoughts on that? My nineteen fifties jokes. Concern before marriage. I have concerns in a marriage. Um, <laughs> now. I, Yes, yes and no. It's funny you ask that. Uh so another thing that affects me and maybe we've talked about this before but um I always wanted to get married. I don't know why and, mm. and that's probably the number one way it's a divorce has affected me of like I wanted to prove that it could work. You know, I okay. I wanted to you know, I was going to make it happen and I was going to show that it could that it could work and obviously both my parents have been married for like 25 years now so clearly they could make it right. work it just wasn't with each other um yeah but it's when it happened you know when i was young i always wanted to get married i always wanted it to last forever uh because i wanted to prove that it could work and then yeah so 
and it's funny as I got older, then when I was in college, I was like, eh, maybe I just won't ever get married. And then as I got right. later in college, I was like, no, I'm definitely going to get married. Like that's ridiculous. Um, and so to the, the short answer that I've just given a very long explanation to is, uh, <laughs> no, it never, uh, stopped me from doing anything. Right. Yeah. But I also think, um, and it's funny, we were just having this conversation, uh, with a friend about like the fear of, of divorce can, you know, paralyzing you. Um, mm-hmm. and I think when it comes down to it is like, I also have seen that it works, right? Like I'm a pretty well-rounded successful guy. Um, successful yeah. with quotations around it. Um, brag. So I'm, I'm <laughs> not falling apart at the seams quite right now. And that feels pretty right. Good. So, uh, I would say that, you know, it, it's fine. It and in the end, it, it's okay, right? And maybe that's that's the biggest thing I took away from from my parents mm-hmm. is like, yeah, is it ideal? No, absolutely not. You you know you you want to marry one person forever and stay with them, but at the same time, we're in a a very you know advanced society, and sometimes that's impossible, and sometimes people make a mistake. It's right. not you know people make mistakes in life all the time. You can't just hold them to because they signed a contract when they were you know. My parents were 20 years old when they got married and they were, oh, wow. you know, so you, it's just like we tell people you can't hold somebody to a college contract. It's the same thing. You can't hold somebody right. to a marriage contract at 20 years old. That's, that's nuts. Um, for sure. And people make mistakes. And I think, you know, that's divorce. You know, if there's, if there's a bright side of life to divorce, it's knowing that, you know, life you can, it shows that life does mo- go, you know, go on. And, and it can be okay yeah. and it can be successful and it can be still, you know, it can still be okay. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, the other thing that I think we, we both need to think about now is life insurance. Oh my God. Yeah. A great which point. I haven't, I haven't ever thought about, but probably should look at next year. You should ask your work because I get, yeah. um, like I get just company paid life insurance. Yeah. Um, but again, that's all. I think we, that's all I have. Not to not to give away. You know, please don't kill me because I'm not leaving my wife nearly <laughs> enough money. Um, but yeah, you know, we should. It is something important that we both should look at. That's a that's a good point. That makes me feel really old. Yeah. Thank you for that, Joe. Monday night, you're welcome. Eight forty-five. I'm gonna go to bed at nine, like the youth I am, and think about how old I feel. <laughs> and think about how we need life insurance. <laughs> Uh, why would you do it's this funny. to me? Right. Well, uh, thanks for opening up and, and chatting about that. Yeah, you too. I, um, well, you know, these topics are always harder than normal, right? Uh, for, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like they're harder, not necessarily about rehashing it. It's not like, Oh, you know, uh, we're touching that subject again. It's more like talking about it in a way to reframe it for, for what we're talking about. Right. Because, yeah. like, it's very easy to get lost in a hole of, like, hey, something bad happened to me, and it sucks, and it, I'm, a, you know, maybe I'm a shitty person because of it, you know, all this stuff. But right. reframing it to say, like, hey, have you thought about how that's affected you in the long run? And, like, now that you're a parent, have you thought about how it affects your parenting styles? Like, sometimes that's right. That's it's tough to think through that, especially even though we talked about this a little bit beforehand, we had a little bit of time to think about it. I still... You know, it's hard. It's hard to think through that mm-hmm. and draw those connections. And, you know, honestly, it, to wrap this whole thing up, I 
that's why I think therapy is so important because oh yeah, you, unless you're trained to do that, and even the people that are trained to do that go talk to other therapists because they don't want to draw the you know the, it's hard to draw the lines yourself within yourself. You know, it's it's so right. important to go talk to somebody. It's so so important. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think everybody should go to therapy at some point in time. I uh, I haven't yet. I'm married with therapist, <laughs> but. I, uh, I also, if we're both being hypocrites, I also haven't yet, and I've, I've had the page up to make an appointment for like a month now, and I keep coming up with different excuses yeah. on why I haven't made the appointment. But I also haven't seen a regular doctor in like six years, so you right. know, I, I got a lot of other things. But that yep. too. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm waiting for open enrollment to come back around because right now I have hey Joe the cruddy insurance. It's open right now. What? Yeah. Well, wait. Yeah, they when uh, I don't want to get political, but when the when the president changed, they reopened open enrollment uh for anybody right now. Well, hot damn! Yeah, maybe so I'll look into go this. go check it out. I don't I, do you you probably use a company's insurance maybe. If you do, then yeah. it won't be till October. But if you're using yeah, the government's it insurance, it's open right now. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm doing. I I'm on my company's so. I'll have to wait. I'll smack him around but, a little bit. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Insurance talk. Yeah. You know what? The moral today is go to, go see a therapist. Everybody go see a therapist. Go see a therapist. Send us a selfie. A Send us a selfie of you at your therapist. Well, maybe not because that's HIPAA. Okay. But it's okay. <laughs> Send us a selfie with everything else blurred out and then tell us you went to your therapist. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's all get right. out of here. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. And thank you for spending another hour of us uh, yabbing at you and, and chatting about our lives and, and kind of more steps as to what brought us here. Uh, keep up emails. Keep sending us messages. We like to hear from you guys. Um, and big shout out to Jake again for, for letting us know about the grass in Australia. We appreciate it. Jake, uh, I have a question now that we're in the Australia section of the pod again. Um, how many spiders live in that grass? And if you had the choice to not have spiders in those grass, would you take it? So thank you. Uh, speaking of reaching out to us on social media, uh, my wife is, as you all know by now, my wife has been in charge of our, of our Instagram for about a month, and she is dying for us to hit 100 followers. That is her her biggest goal. And she really, 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 really wants you to go follow her Instagram at Big Dad Energy Pod. Please make it happen. We're doing stuff like Joe and I both were good and posted stories on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. It was great. Boom. We did it. We're posting content out there. We're being great. So, uh, you know, help us out. We're giving the content. Yeah. You give us a follow. It works both ways here. So, again, at Big Dad Energy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And then we're also on Facebook. Uh, just look for Big Dad Energy Pod and we're out there. So, uh, you know, just give us a follow. Keep in touch. Keep talking to us. And, uh, again, thanks for listening. I'm Jerry Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. Remember, click your tongues twice before you use them. Dead.